I invited them to go get something to eat. Like I was explaining earlier, we sat down, I got to know what they were looking for. And that was uh, three weeks ago. And now they're, now they're going to join the team. So the big question is, what are the top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate, grow their teams and add more transactions year over year while so many struggle? If you ever thought about this, you're not alone. No one has been able to get the answers until now. We spent the last few years helping agents sell billions in real estate rubbing shoulders with top producers, which got us thinking. How can we expose more people to these insights to help raise the standard in the whole real estate industry? We then realized that we could help bridge the gap by getting secrets from the best of the best so that you can succeed. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. One of the things you touched on, just kind of transition onto your second topic, which is to do with your growth path through your business is actually hiring. Now, I'm going to throw a Hail Mary out there and say your golden rule for hiring is every 30 deals, and we'll see if it comes true. Um, <laughs> but talk to us about hiring schedule, what that kind of looks like, who you hired first, um, and kind of walk everyone through that because this is this is like big, this is big shit. This is for everyone that wants to grow like a real real estate business. You've got to hire people. There's no other way. Yeah, and I love the fact that you guys are very straightforward on this show, and um, and uh, I'm assuming that most of the listeners appreciate that. So I'll just be very straightforward. Like you actually, when I say you, whoever, whatever the whoever you are, that's a that's a full time realtor or you're part time, maybe you want to go full time. Like you suck at a lot of things, and you should hire around those things. And and we if you don't, you're doing yourself <laughs> and your clients a disservice. So that's number one. Yes. I mean, what, so when you say hire, I guess it's hiring for your weaknesses, which is totally yeah. true, right? Where I think a lot of people listening, if they're in real estate and they want to be the realtor, most of their weakness around paperwork. That's usually the bit that most people want to hire out first, whether it's a TC, you know, or other jobs, it could be market admin. So what did your specific hiring schedule look like with regards who you hired and what point in your business did you hire them? And walk us yeah. through your team now as well. Yeah. So, uh, after about three years, I was completely strapped. Couldn't do any more. I couldn't, I mean, if I, if I made one more phone call at that time, there, I don't even think we started using uh, DocuSign or anything yet. So it was still, you know, scanning and at the office and that kind of stuff. If I, as a matter of fact, I remember still, uh, faxing, uh, letters over to for, uh, foreclosure sales. So, I mean, there was, you know, you stand there for 15 minutes while the fax machine screws up a couple of times. And so like, I couldn't do one more thing without it completely sacrificing my personal life and, and everything else outside of work. So, um, I sat down and I talked to uh, somebody who had been in the business a long time that has, that had a staff and grew and grew a successful team. And they said, if you're art, if you're thinking about hiring because of a pain point, you're six months behind, like you should have hired six months earlier because uh, and obviously, like, there's no crystal ball, right? But the, but but the the reality, like, the actual transition in uh, from oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore myself. I need help. You don't you don't generally speaking. I've not met agents that that start to flail around and try and figure this thing out until they're at a super strong. Uh, I don't want to call it a fork in the road, but it's either look, I gotta I gotta get help, or I just I'm or I'm gonna spend the rest of my life feeling like this, which is I can't do anything else. Um, so I think that that um, your 30 deals is close. I actually used 40, but 
it's not too far off. And, um, and that wasn't what I, that wasn't a plan. That was just like, if I could look back, that's, that's a, at a, at about another 40 deals, you, you have, you have to get, you have to get help. Um, so, um, I hired my first assistant after my third year in the business and she, she started off as part-time, um, quickly learned that this business just is not set up for a part-time person. And I'm not saying that they don't work. I, I actually have a part-time person on my team right now. There's a unique situation, um, that makes it work, but Generally speaking, if you're going to sell real estate full time and you're hiring a full blown assistant out of the gate, you are going to want to figure out if you can't afford to pay them full time, like how can you do that? Or at least have a game plan to get them full time. Because one of the challenges that I faced mentally was not necessarily how am I going to pay for this, but how much commission am I leaving on the table that's falling off the desk because I don't have help? Right. This is huge because this is one of the. This is basically the total reason. It's like when you hire an assistant, what we've seen time and time again, not exactly, not exactly double, but it's usually about two thirds. You you start like you you almost double your production. So you're doing like 40, then you hire in a full-time assistant. Most people can get to like 60, 70, 80. Mm-hmm. And it's just them and an assistant and nothing else changes because all they focus on is lead gen and closing and the assistant does everything else. Yep. So they now get to, for most real estate agents, those are the two things or the sales might just be the closing they like and they want to eventually get the lead gen done by marketing director or someone like that might be the next position. But almost every single time your production can almost double. Some people it does double, but I'd say kind of it's like 60 to 60 to 100% increase in production by just hiring another member of staff. And there's always a little bit of a lull. This is why I think you said hire ahead and you don't have a crystal ball because people take time and like hiring can go wrong, right? And that's one of the things that I wanted to speak to you about is when it comes to hiring, what what are some of the things that you look for when hiring? Is there a certain place you're looking for people? Is it always like referrals, friends of friends? Is it like, I know I do use job boards, but I've got a hiring process because this is something that a lot of people struggle with. It's finding good talent. I ha- personally have an opinion on this and I think there is a lot of good people out there. A lot of people just don't have great onboarding systems and that is why people fall off. It's not that they were bad at their job. It's just they didn't get trained properly and that's on you. It's not on them. Um, but let's start with the hiring side of things from your perspective. What what would you say is a good good starting point for people listening? My, I've been, I don't know if it's lucky or just I've just made it work. Um, but I've, I've, I'm trying to think. I think that almost everybody that's that's ever been on my team from both an agent standpoint, like a buyer's agent or a listing specialist or staff has come from people that are in front of me. Like I've, I've, I've sort of tried the whole like indeed and the job, you know, board and that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm not at all saying that it's a bad thing for me. What I have found is that, so a buddy of mine uh, owns a company locally. It's not in the real estate business, but he has a ton of staff people and him and I joke around about the fact that like, we're like the Indians in the movie uh, Major League. Like we, we like the people that we find around us know what they're doing, and a lot of it is the coaching that we have to support them with. And like, it's kind of like the minor leagues. And I don't, if anybody on my team listened to this, hopefully they know it's, I'm not comparing them to the minor leagues. But it's not like I went out and searched for like this A plus grade individual on a job site. Like I, I look and. I talk to people around me about like, here's what I'm looking for. Do you know anybody? Um, 
And, you know, sometimes it's a fit and sometimes it's not. And to your point, um, it's not a lot of it is the onboarding and the expectation setting from us as to what their roles are and what that's going to look like if it goes kind of sideways. Um, so I've, I've just hired generally, like if you're, if they're in the industry, I have somebody that's coming over on the team next week. Um, and they are, they've been in the business for 20, just over 20 years. And they're the main TC admin at a local real estate company. And, um, they saw that I moved to EXP. They reached out, um, not necessarily for EXP, but just like, Hey, what, what's going on? We, yeah. uh, you know, shockingly, I invited them to go get something to eat. Like I was explaining earlier, we sat down, I got to know what they were looking for. And that was uh, three weeks ago. And now they're, now they're going to join the team. So amazing. So, so when it comes to the onboarding and coaching side and setting those expectations, especially for people who are wanting to hire another agent. Now, this is obviously historically 90%. It's a commission only role. When it comes to say a newer agent that you are coaching training, do you have like a ramp up schedule? Do you pay? Do you ever pay them just during a training process? Because, you know, some people do like they understand that it's going to take, you know, a month or six weeks and they're going to be doing very little work because training takes time, your time's limited. So some people give a little bit of money, you know, like a basically uh, a base pay just for that period. But it's not for everyone we hear. Obviously, loads of people don't do that. What's kind of your uh, approach to the onboarding? And is it just you hire great people so they they hit the ground running and they're selling homes so they don't need it or what does that look like? No, so we I'll do uh so they'll I'll do a, a 30, 60 or 90 day, I'll call it a probation period. Um and it's not necessarily like a trial period. I'm not gonna hire someone if I don't think it's gonna work, but obviously then there's the next step of actually getting them into the role. And so I'll I'll I will pay them like a training pay. Uh this is right. if they're staff and not selling. Um and then uh it's usually at, and and that's usually hourly. Um, and then that way there's no big commitment or any, you know, crazy math that we have, we have to do. And then once they're on full time, then they would, then I, I prefer to handle, I prefer to just have a salary. Um, and then any other incentives that may come with it, depending on the role. And that's on the staff side. Yeah. What about on the sales side then? Is that always just straight commission for you or do you also do a training? It's, It's straight. Well, uh, I have incentivized agents with a draw, uh, depending on the scenario, um, right. but I don't, I don't go more than uh, 90 days on a, on a draw. Um, but generally speaking, it's just, if, if like, if you're going to sell real estate only, then you're, com- you're going to be commission only. And I tell them, um, it's just doing them a disservice. Like how literally I make a living. I've for for now, almost 15 years is I've had to wake up and go out and hunt and kill everything that I have. Yeah. So for them to, for them to hop on and get paid income, um, while, there's while they while I'm having to quote unquote struggle or anybody else's to go out there to like actually find the deal. So, so they need to, they need to cut their teeth on full, you know, if they're new flat out commission only, if they're experienced and um, they're, they've already sold, let's say, you know, 15 houses last year or something like they, they know they, you know, they know the gig. Yeah. They already, they're already ramped up and, and ready to rock and roll for sure. So when you, when you say draw, do you mean like draw against their pending commission or drug yes okay against uh either either pen well they if they were new to the team there wouldn't be any uh pending currently because if they if there were let's say they came from another agency that other agency is going to collect the money right anyway so for me it would be against any future sales 
Oh, and by the way, you might not have known this. We've already helped over 100 agents cross over $100,000 and up in GCI per year with our predictable and scalable systems. So if you're interested in learning more about our courses and coaching to help you scale your business to six figures and beyond, head over to go.eliteagentsecrets.com.